Hey everyone, it's Don. Welcome to episode 7 of the podcast. Before we get started, I want to remind everyone to follow me on Instagram at Don't Worry I'm Finite for special clips and giveaways. And check my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Don't Worry I'm Finite for all my extra content with my guests as well as some uh, new travel videos I'll be putting up soon. On this week's episode, I'll be talking to one of my best friends, Chuck, also known as Christopher Atkinson, but we never call him that. Chuck is a writer and also my co-host on Imitating Art, our movie lessons podcast. If you listen to that, you know we have a great dynamic and we like to be serious about silly topics and very silly about serious ones. Today we're going to change our dynamic up a little bit and talk about the conceit of that podcast, the benefits of writing with someone versus writing on your own, and how all writers don't want to write, they want to have written. We had a good time changing it up from our normal movie format and uh, I hope you enjoy. Let's get right into it. Welcome to Don't Worry, I'm Finite. I'm your host, Don McAvoy. Today, we're talking with Christopher B. Chuck Atkinson. Let's go. Hi, I'm Chuck, and don't worry, I'm Finite. Welcome to Don't Worry, I'm Finite, the podcast where I dive into inspiration, motivation, and an exploration of the creative community. I'm coming to you from the ever-moving studio, still in Flagstaff, Arizona, as of now. I'm Don, and today I'm here with my good friend, Chuck. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Chuck, Don's good friend. See? And that's what you can expect from this episode. (laughs) Yeah, I've known Chuck for a very long time. We've been working and creating things together in a lot of different capacities for for many years now. Uh, He's probably the person I've made the most things with. We currently have a podcast together. We used to have a band together. You know, uh, so we've done a lot of stuff. And this is all just kind of uh, coalescing into what we're doing now. So... (laughs) What, how, how would you introduce yourself? What would you say? I'm Chuck and <laughs> who oh, are you? Uh, I'm terrible at introducing myself. I think that's a good enough introduction. <laughs> <laughs> so basically the idea of the this podcast is kind of like exploring creativity and like inspiration to create and how we like follow our inspiration versus using uh, our creativity and our art as a job. Part of the reason that I wanted to kind of do this is because I miss the collaboration that comes with like something like art school or like working in close quarters with other artists and being inspired by them. And that's like, that's something you and I have continued to do in one form or another for a long time. And I, it took us a long time to get there, but now we have our own podcast together that we've been doing for a year. We spent a lot of time like kind of working on that and uh, working on the idea before we finally said, let's just do it. (laughs) And so like, that's, that's kind of one of the things I want to talk about is how we got to the point and how you, how do you view like the lead up to that? Because I know there was a lot of hemming and hauling over what's it going to be? What are we going to do with this? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, you basically for several years kept saying we should do a podcast together and it was me saying, but what's it going to be about? <laughs> like, what are we going to talk about? What, what's the content going to be? And so all of the hemming and hawing was just me finally like trying to decide an idea I wanted to do. 
I, I always knew I wanted to do it about movies just because I know I can talk at length right. about movies. So I knew if I'm going to do a podcast, it's got to be something I can just freely talk about without needing to do too much research because I'm lazy. <laughs> you know, I don't want to do one of those like scripted podcasts where they do all this research and find out all this history. No, that that's not me. That's not my style. So I knew I wanted it to be about movies. And I, I don't even remember how I eventually landed on the idea of making it about like life lessons you can take from movies. I knew I wanted it to be about something more than just movies because there are so many movie podcasts that like it needed at least some sort of angle. So I just started thinking of angles. And at some point I landed on, well, maybe it's about what, how like art and life intersect. And, you know, I probably was taking a little bit of stealing the idea from lessons from the screenplay about how using movies as a, a teaching tool, they're using it to teach about right. screenplays. And I would have loved to do that if they weren't doing it already. <laughs> so what else can we take from stories? Well, stories affect our lives. So I kind of landed on that and just texted you, I think, out of the blue probably one day. I was like, what if it's about this? And you said, yeah, that sounds great. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure when you texted it to me, I was like, yeah, definitely. Let's totally do that. That sounds that sounds awesome. Just to put it out there, the podcast is called Imitating Art. Uh, I'll link it here in the show. I'm sure it will be linked anyway, but uh, we've been doing it for about a year now. We've done like 54 episodes now, and we just redid our first episode on Goodwill Hunting uh, again for our one year anniversary because that first episode, even though we had the kind of conceit of the show, we had no idea what we were doing. And I'm glad we were confident enough to just jump in and just go do it. But at the same time, thinking back to the episode, we definitely, we've changed and evolved so much and we've learned so much just by just doing it. And that's the thing that I appreciate the most. I think that's what I've learned the most from doing that, it, doing it with you is that sometimes you just have to jump in and just start something and yeah, it's going to be bad for a while, but you're going to figure it out as you go. And we definitely have like evolved and I think we've come to a, a really good uh, format now. Yeah, I, I think that's actually one of the lessons in one of the movies was that you just have to jump in and, I'm and sure try it. it. I remember saying, like, you don't know if you can do something until you try yeah, to do making it. Making the scary choice. It's funny, though, that you say we didn't know what we were doing as if we somehow do know these days. We definitely know more than we did then. <laughs> like, or we, we, I, I, I <laughs> feel like true. we definitely, at least at this point, feel confident in how we are going to approach these movies and like how we're going to like pull things out of them. And at least we're like relating them to our own life and then society. And, you know, we, we, we have a good little outline of how we want to run the episodes. And I think we've out of with trial and error, we've found a, a place that we are happy with where we are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and with some input from, from others. Sure. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's great. And, and there've been a couple episodes, you know, like eight episodes in, we stopped and did a recap to, analyze what we've been doing and we made it we had a big realization there like eight episodes in we're just kind of picking these movies about white guys like us that have trouble talking to girls or something you know and we switched gears and we're like all right let's talk more about these like societal issues and movies that don't represent us directly and maybe we can pull some lessons from that that might actually teach us something we don't already know and i and i think and we've been kind of continuing to stay on that track as much as we can throughout the last year. And I think it's much better for it. No, no, I agree. The episodes that aren't just about typical white men, like, and 
those episodes are fine. But yeah. The episodes that are about them are the ones I end up liking more. Definitely, those are definitely the memorable ones that 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 I uh, I appreciate. Like the deeper conversations we get into, the ones where we get to man and white explain things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, I, I take issue with uh, your characterization of you being lazy when it comes to like writing and creating things, because I feel like you're always working on something and you do have like the creative drive and you do have, I think you don't give yourself enough credit for like the effort you put into things because you definitely do. You, you may have some lazy tendencies that may be like, you may enjoy like lazy things at times, but don't we all? Uh, it's just that I think it, it's harder to accept the, the, the drive, see the drive in yourself sometimes. Like from the outside, I see that you're always working on stuff, whether you're writing for work or writing a script for something that you're going to turn in. Or, you know, I mean, I think from the beginning, you always have had like the desire and, you know, you, you've always had drive behind that, whether it was creating music or writing or anything. And you were a screenwriting major. Is that, is that, that's what your major was, right? Yeah, writing for film and television. Okay, I didn't remember what the actual title was, <laughs> but so you've one of the things you do, you still do though, is is the scripts that you write. Do you still write any scripts toward uh, like for putting into contests and things like that? Uh, no, I haven't done a contest entry in a while. No, I, I haven't done too much of my creative writing in a while. Well, not since you know, last November, mm -hmm. but, um, mostly if I'm writing now, it's usually just notes for something that I hope to get around to at some point. Right. Sometimes fairly intricate notes, but. So you, you do have like creative writing that you do f for yourself or, you know, for scripts and things like that. But now you're also like doing some writing for websites and articles and things like that. So mm -hmm. how do you kind of see those things as like similar or, or, or different as far as working, writing for work versus writing for your own like creative goals. They're not that similar. Like it's, it's a completely different skill set. Sure. I'm much better at writing, writing creatively than I am at <laughs> writing the articles uh, because I don't get to make stuff up in the articles. So like, <laughs> If I'm facing a problem where I don't know something, I can't just create a solution to it. Yeah. Um, it it's also a lot less fun to write uh, the articles. But I'd say the one similar aspect is uh, it's all about like structure, just like learning the structure of it. Like the company I work for, they have different types of articles, but each one, each type has like its own kind of structure. Okay. And so like that helps and much like writing a story or a screenplay or even just the idea for a story or a screenplay knowing what the structure is is like usually the first step for me even if that gets changed hmm. like figuring figuring out the structure beginning middle and end is the first step just okay. to make sure there's something there so you already have that and you kind of you know how to like lead people in to the beginning and then kind of take them through even if there's not as much of a story to tell yeah, well, it's it's so the articles are a little more like making sure you hit like the right bullet points. Right. But I mean, it's it's the same idea. But right. Yeah. But you're writing within somebody else's structure almost. Actually, yeah, actually, when when I first started doing it, I tried to figure out like using their structure in a way that worked for me. And I needed to basically rewrite the entire thing. So I was like, well, that's not going to work. <laughs> 
I need to do it their way and learn it their way. Right. Like, how do you, how do you write better? Like, do you wait for inspiration to strike or do you work better? Like forcing yourself to sit down for two hours every day and just write something, even if it's bad. My answer is going to be that I'm better at uh, waiting for inspiration to strike because that's the lazy answer. (laughs) And it means I don't get to work as much. Uh, Although, I mean, if I were to sit down and try to write something, uh, you know, two hours a day, I will usually come up with something that I like, even though it's going to be mostly stuff that I don't like. Right. But I've seen you put in the work of like writing all the the note cards out and like moving the structure around and putting like, where does this event fall and all that kind of stuff? Is that like, is that still part of your, your, um, your process? Uh, so I tried the note cards a few times just to see if it worked for me and it was fine, but I work a lot better, uh, just like keeping a notebook and just kind of writing the ideas down as they get to me. And then if something is good, I'll like, you know, go over it, like circle it or like give it like a nice bold circle. And then I can just look through the notebook and find the bits that I liked and then turn that into a structure. Mm -hmm. And so it's a similar idea to the note cards, but it's more freeform. Mm-hmm. Would you and would you say that having the notebook on you at all times has been like a really helpful thing for you creatively? It was when I kept a notebook on me at, at all times. Oh, you and stopped doing that? Well, at some point I was like, well, I have a phone. I don't need to keep a notebook on me at all <laughs> times. I just have this digital notebook on me all the time. Right. And then I don't use the digital notebook as often as I use the real notebook. Also, the real notebooks started just, they all took the shape of my butt cheek. And after a while, I just, you get tired of carrying around so much stuff in all of your pockets. Right. I understand that. You know, usually I, I, I like to think that I remember the good stuff, but I know that's not true. So many times I'll wake up in the morning and I'll be like, oh, what was that thing? Yeah, I hate I hate that feeling so much. Like I, I try to like if I think of something, I try to make myself write it down right away because there are so many times where I'm like, that's a great idea. And then I wait until I'm done running to like try to write it down. So now I've just taken to like stopping and typing it into a notepad in the middle of a run if I think of something that I think is going to be important to me because th- that feeling is one of the most frustrating things. And like, you know, when you've forgotten something that would have been your million dollar best idea ever. But then when you write it down, yeah. it never really goes anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I mean, I've had a, also a lot of experiences just like Jerry Seinfeld of, you know, writing down the thing when you're half asleep, thinking that it's oh, hilarious yeah. and then waking up and being like, that's not funny. What was I talking about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually kind of a fun feeling though. Just like when you read a note back and you're like, I, I, I literally have no idea what I thought this meant at the time because it, it doesn't make sense to me now. Bring, speaking of Jerry though, like uh, one of the other things that we have, we have in common is our love of comedy and stand up comedy. And it's something mm-hmm. that, you've that you and I have done together at least once and I've done it a little bit it's always something I've wanted to go back to but I feel like the writing of the the writing of the jokes is always the the hard part for me and the 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 times that I actually have like sat and fleshed out the ideas I've had and like written them down as I would be performing them has really had really helped like when I was doing it frequently and doing open mics frequently writing out exactly what I wanted to say and how I wanted to say it made it much better and like seeing that process go into it and then coming out on the other end with a better uh a better performance i think was like was helpful for me because my general 
uh, process would be to like come up with bullet points and then kind of riff on them when I was on stage, like not exactly have a verbatim way of saying something. And then I realized that was like not the best way to do it. Uh, and as for you, like a lot of the stuff that you have written down or you've sent to me has been more like one liner kind of things that I always try to encourage you to perform someday just because I feel like they would work so well on stage. Have you, do you still have like a running list of stuff like that? I, I at one point tried to keep uh, a list of like jokes mm-hmm. like that. And then I just never kept up with that list. And also I just didn't come up with nearly as many good ones uh, as I thought. So I didn't need to keep the list. Yeah. It, hell of it is. Uh, earlier today, I thought of something that I wanted to send uh, you because I thought it was funny. It's gone. One of my favorite things about our texting relationship is that we can just te- either text each other something stupid that we have thought or like a one liner that we came up with. And we will just laugh at it one way or another, you know, and send something back or we send each other a reference to something else, (laughs) some other TV show or podcast that we've listened to. And that's kind of how we communicate via text most of the time. And I I just like it because it's like it doesn't have to be anything, anything specific or uh, noteworthy. It can just be like, here's something stupid I thought of. Here's a pun. And there you go. Hope you're having a good day. Yeah, I woke up this morning to a, a clip from Brooklyn Nine-Nine that you sent last night. <laughs> exactly. Just stuff like that. I'm like, this made me smile. I am certain that Chuck will will smile as well when he sees it. <laughs> I, I didn't even watch the clip. I, I, I saw the comment that said, hot damn. I knew exactly what it was. <laughs> See, I, 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 was <laughs> I was getting ready for work. I was like, I'm not going to watch it right now, but I'm still happy that it yep. exists. <laughs> There's just stuff like that that just makes me happy. Uh, you said uh, you were talking about writing jokes earlier, and I'm I'm just... I get maybe the one or two good liners a year that I send you. But other than that, I'm just bad at writing jokes. I, I should be more of a riffer, but I just, I don't, know, I don't have the gumption to go up on stage as much as you do. <laughs> well, I haven't done it in a while, but it's definitely something that I'm looking forward to getting back to now that things are opening again. Uh, so mm-hmm. I do hope that we can maybe do it together one day again, or, you know, at least uh, do something similar like that. Or do we, I know we've talked about potentially doing something as a duo, but we've never actually worked that out. <laughs> That would be better for me. I'm really good at reactionary comedy. I feel the same, that I am also good at that. <laughs> uh, like uh, Alex, uh, my fiance, since your listeners don't know, mm-hmm. our, our listeners do know. Um, <laughs> but uh, Alex always comments on how much she likes my comebacks or just my quips about anything. Mm-hmm. That, that's where I work. But I so I, I can do the punchline. I just can't do the setup. Right. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, this is, this probably doesn't make for a good duo, but I also feel (laughs) that I I also do well at just like reacting to things. I always think the things I say in reaction to events are usually funnier than anything that I come up with. It's a full, fully fleshed joke from myself, you know, from my own mind. And at the same time, I think that you and I riff well off of each other. So I think if we were taking, you know, uh, something where we take a premise and then just play with it, that could be amusing for other people as well. And yeah, I, I would like to work on that more if we can. Yeah. I mean, that is how writer's rooms tend to work. Yeah, it's no, just and it's great. That's people why bouncing I love, I've, ideas off each other. I've always wanted to be like, that's something I would always love to be a part of, like is a group of people trying to write something funny. So, um, and I, that's something we get to do in some ways together. And uh, something that we've talked about a little bit, and I want to talk about that a little more now, actually, is like that we've talked about doing 
some short videos or TikToks or something like that. And I was kind of intentionally waiting until now to talk to you a little more about what uh, you messaged me about the other day is that you want to take this, you know, you want to do some more short form content as well as you want to kind of do a little more like screenwriting lesson kind of things on through the podcast or through our social media or something. And I think that that that's something that I think would be really helpful and interesting to people who listen to like a movie podcast is to like get some screenwriting tips or something like that. Well, but what uh, did you have anything specific in mind that you wanted to do? I mean, that was just one of the many here. Here's an idea I have. I haven't put more thought into it Mm -hmm. yet. So no, I didn't have any specific ideas, but I, I mean, the idea of doing something, especially like here's a lesson about screenwriting. Part of the reason I would like to do that is because I used to read and like research about screenwriting a bunch and haven't done as much of that lately. Mm-hmm. So that it would help keep me, uh, my education, like current as, as well. So it'd be beneficial to me as, as, as well. Yeah. But also just to have something that other people might be looking for. Yeah. Because I know I am drawn to that kind of stuff. I, 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 I guess it's just the idea of creating something that I myself would be drawn to. Sure. Yeah. And that's great. And I, I love the idea of like, that that's something that I always want to be a part of too, is like passing on something that I've learned that I can, that, that might be able to help inspire somebody else. And, um, one of the things I was thinking, I don't know if it would work exactly with the, the screenwriting tips, but we've already talked about doing small, like shorter scenes together, something that could be on Instagram, something that could be on TikTok or, or Instagram reels, uh, like a short form scene, whether it be from a movie or something that we created ourselves. But I thought it might be interesting to like come up with a screenwriting tip and then like act something out that mm. could illustrate it. You know, cause that, that could give us like a basis to start with and then we could write from there. I like that now you're going, uh, 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 adaptation with it almost <laughs> the movie yeah which i've never seen i was gonna say i haven't seen adaptation in so long uh but i it's it's always whenever i i think of it and i can see the flower pot on the front of it, it makes me want to watch it again <laughs> yeah it's funny because uh, the the book that he references in in that or like the writer that he references in that movie all the time i haven't seen it so i don't know if he references the book mckee uh that was one of the textbooks we had to read in school and i remember uh my roommate in college, Max, who mm-hmm. has appeared on our show. I remember him saying that he had looked through it before. This was freshman year of college, but it's not really the kind of book that you read front to back. It's like a reference book that you look up what you need when you need it. At one point, I did read that book like a novel. Like, I was gripped by it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, it, it's just a, a nerdy thing that I'm into. That's great. I mean, that's the, those are the best things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think it could be like an interesting way to, to go with that, to be like, well, here's this screenwriting tool. Is there a scene that we can pull from a movie that we can reenact? I think that would be more interesting than like showing the actual scene and then just reacting, just being like, and here he used it. Cause that would be a kind of lessons from the screenplay, but yeah, it's our twist on it's it would also, be just, we'll, we'll, we'll act it out. <laughs> yeah. It's also a little easier. You know, you don't need to get the rights to a film that too. Uh, it's probably not going to get captured by the bots if we do it ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. I don't think we're going to be quite as spot on as some of the actors that we'll be portraying. <laughs> I would like to write little scenes though too for for TikTok. Yeah, no, that's what I was thinking too. Is that we could, and we could also write, you know, original material, and I think that would be fun to write. That'd be. It'd also be like a nice little exercise for for me and and for us together. Actually, is to like write short scenes together, 
and just like see how it, how it all comes together and see how we how we work together and edit and versus how we shoot it and then edit the actual finished product. Yeah, short is so much harder than long. By the way, it's hard to get a, <laughs> an idea across and a story told in such a short amount of time. But the more I like, the more I learn about like video editing, the more I t- you you can do a lot with a little bit. Yeah, uh, but I mean, like when I say I always think of the structure first. Even if I start thinking of a small idea, I'm like, oh, but then this comes after and like this comes before and it becomes the big idea instead of the small idea. Yeah. That's why when you see like really concise TikTok videos that are like 30 seconds long that do like tell a whole story, it's like, wow, they did. A, they, they really did that well. <laughs> like it's impressive what they do with it. Or or they don't tell a whole story. They just get the idea across and that's it. And I'm so jealous of those people. It's like when Louis C.K. was talking about watching Mitch Hedberg. And, you know, Louis said he he and Chris Rock would pick a topic and just like pound it into the ground to get as much material out of it as they could. And then here comes Mitch Hedberg and he's like, joke, 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 <laughs> and just like throwing them away. Right. And it's, it's tough. And this is your this is this is your version of like where they had to show the person entering the front door and then walking in and then opening the front door from the inside and coming in because no one's going to understand what's happening yeah. if they don't show them coming through the same door from both sides. How did they get into the room? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so like, it's like somehow compressing that exposition <laughs> and allowing people just to see a certain part of something because you innately understand the other parts of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that'll be fun. That'll be a fun challenge. And I think we should, yeah. uh, we should, we should definitely start like outlining some ideas for that. That'd be fun. I agree. Remember when we tried to write a sitcom? Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, and I still think back to it quite quite often. <laughs> Starring ourselves? Yeah. Yeah, and working in a liquor store that Jeff worked at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was good. We, I actually had a lot of fun doing that. Um, Me too. The the writing process, and I do want to get more into doing that again with you because I, I do ha- remember having so much fun writing those things together and going over, even more than just writing them, like going over them together and pulling things out and kind of brainstorming parts of it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I said earlier that I didn't want to do like a scripted podcast, but I mean, I would like to write like an eight episode, just like story yeah for a podcast i mean now that i mean i have loved uh old time radio for a long time and now people listen to that stuff again mm-hmm. but it's called a podcast and just throwing you know six eight episodes or something out there like i wrote an outline actually for a podcast idea like two years ago and then just never used it and just to highlight a little bit of your like creative mind i will say that the, one of my favorite things that you've done is the um christmas gift you did that was a scripted pot like a basically a scripted podcast episode and yeah. <laughs> you are a scripted radio show i mean that's that that's what the theme was and like you got us together and like we wrote you know we acted it out and, re- and recorded it and you edited it together and it was and it came out really amazing and like that was just such a cool like unique gift that you that you gave to people so i i, I really loved that Thank you. I, I always wonder if enough time has passed to like post that somewhere. Like if my family would be offended that this thing I made for them would be available for I'd, everyone. I'd be surprised if they would be offended. Um, <laughs> and it was just so so much fun. So yeah, I mean, based on just that alone, I would love to do like a scripted thing uh, to, uh, and record it again. The, the podcast uh, outline that I wrote like two years ago, by the way, was based on a joke from that. Oh, really? What joke? Yeah. Well, I, you can't give. Oh, let's not spoil it. We yeah. can't give away too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
well, since you and, and you mentioned reading a lot, like from your from like uh, screenplay or screenwriting books and things like that. Is there is there any advice you've gotten from one of those books or from a professor or anyone along the way that uh, like you've kind of taken with you as far as writing goes? I mean, the answer is basically no, but also everything I know about screenwriting. Right. I mean, it, it's tough because there are so many specific aspects, but also so many overall aspects that are just so helpful. And sometimes you don't remember them until you need to recall them to help get out of a situation. Right. <laughs> I mean, probably the the best one is just, you know, write that shitty first draft. And I think you've told me that before as well. I mean, a lot of writers will tell you that. I mean, in school, we had to read this essay called Shitty First Drafts, mm -hmm. um, which is why what I always call it. You refer to it as vomit draft. Right. Same thing. Just getting the ideas out there. Yeah. But just like not putting pressure on yourself to make the first draft good. Like one of the great adages about it is don't get it good. Get it written. Yeah. Because you can fix it later. Yeah. it's. I, I mean, I think I, I definitely kind of live by the it's better to to have something that's not perfect than to have nothing because you're waiting for perfection to strike somehow. And, you know, it's never going to be perfect. It's better, better done than perfect, I guess, is another way to say it. Yeah. And that, that kind of takes it to the next side. That's also, though, how you end up with a bunch of first drafts that you never go back to rewriting. Right. And, and, and I guess that's that's part of like where the, that that's the, mine is more the second half of that. Like, I'd rather have it. I'd rather have something finished. I'd rather have something finished and out there than something that I've been rewriting forever and never sees the light of day, you know. Um, so I think they're like two sides of the same coin. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a, uh, another line. I can't remember who said it. it. It was some like witty writer, like Dorothy Parker or something, maybe, but, uh, they said, uh, no writer wants to write. Every writer wants to have written. <laughs> I've heard that before. And it's, it is a great, that's a great line. <laughs> yeah. Definitely better than write drunk, edit sober. I've, I've found that doesn't work out very well. Well, I mean, Brainstorm it, it, drunk. De it depends on how drunk you get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it depends on if you're Hemingway or not. It's true. <laughs> uh, I, I don't believe for a second that he edited sober. <laughs> well, sober for him was probably relative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's a, a, a little a deep question for you, but you know, you can keep it surface level, however, but how how do you want to be remembered? Like, what do you want to be remembered for? It doesn't have to be creative wise. It can just be anything. I mean, so you go through life constantly having that answer change, right? You're like, I want to write great screenplays and like that people love the movies for. And yep. or I think ultimately, if I get remembered, I'm okay with not being remembered. First of all, I can't assume for a second that I'm going to be, but if I am remembered, I would hope, and this is the cheesy answer, but I would hope it's for being kind. Like if, if I have, and I'm not saying that I am, <laughs> I'm just saying that's how I would want to be like kind enough that that is my contribution to the world. I think that is a that's a noble answer and a noble goal even and and I, and I think you're humble enough to know that even if you don't always live up to the standard you set for yourself you are probably still accomplishing more than you think you are at that goal because you're 
striving toward it, much like you thinking you probably are more lazy than you actually are. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Well, p- part of the reason I would like to be remembered for being kind is a lot of the moments in movies and TV shows that like get to me like I don't really cry at movies or books or anything but I'll well up a little bit or just feel that you know a little bit in your chest yeah are, are just acts of kindness when the characters didn't need to be kind yeah and I'm like that's what I would uh want to do and actually I just remembered imitating art was I came up with that idea first as like a blog idea mm-hmm. uh where I was going to analyze movies uh in that way and i was going to start with les miserables because there's a moment in les miserables just like that where it's like my favorite moment in the movie where there's this one character who just does this one little act of kindness where he was basically being robbed and still decided to be kind to the person and when i think of that moment i'm just like man that's just such a great moment the world should be like that yeah, and I think, and uh, speaking as your friend, I can say you are a very kind person, and I think you you definitely uh, you keep me in check a lot of the time as well. When I will like offhandedly react to something, and you'll you'll give me the, well, he's probably just having a hard day. Like you don't know, you know, like, you 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 intentionally you go out of your way to be kind to people at times in 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 many different ways, whether it's tipping well or just being nice to like the guy at the register or whoever or whoever it is like you you definitely have the empathy for people in a lot of places and like it, and you definitely have that gear that sometimes I have a hard time shifting into well I will say this it's a lot easier to be that way when you're not the one who's aggravated or frustrated by something sure um <laughs> during those moments like it'll be like later when I'm like ah well you know i probably should have thought more about what that person was going through when it's someone else who's experiencing it i I, that's when it's easier to be like oh in the moment and and think of it sure but even for the fact that i know you do look back and we've talked about it before you will look back at like something that you did or felt and go i probably overreacted i should have reacted more like this or i was probably you know he was probably feeling this way and so the fact that you do a little bit of self-evaluation on yourself, I think, keeps you even more in that lane than than maybe a lot of people are, are able to stay in. Maybe. I mean, I'm, I'm glad people think of me that way, at least. Definitely. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and I mean, I've been, you know, d- just the way that you are with Alex is like, is always like, hashtag relationship goals where like he's he's always thinking of her he's always like being you know extra kind and going out of your way and you know and 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 i i I know she appreciates it so i think you have accomplished very much of of that goal and i think that that will be uh one of the ways you're remembered for sure not going to it yeah so this is the chuck congratulations hour and uh we're just we're just gonna keep patting you on the back all night long (laughs) I'm okay with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, he's so humble. Um, <laughs> we uh, that that's that's pretty much uh, mostly what I wanted to talk about. Um, is there anything that that you like would like to talk about in the creative realm here, or like anything that you'd like to get into? Hmm. I'm trying to think if there's anything that I'm not thinking of now that in like an hour i will say man i wish we had talked about that <laughs> what's your what's your favorite thing that you and i have like worked on together uh 
I mean, I haven't looked at it in like 10 years, but it's it's got to be episode two of the sitcom we tried to write. Okay, yeah. I just, even if I go back and look at it and it's not good anymore, I, I just, it was so fun to, to write it. Yeah. And just trying to come up with ideas for it. Totally. And I think that's like, and honestly, like that's final product aside from any of the stuff we've worked on. The process has been the part that I've enjoyed the most. Like, and I think that is one of the best things about, like, I, th- I think we've done some really, really good episodes of the podcast, mm-hmm. but overall it, the process of being able to like have deeper conversations every week based on something that we both enjoy has been like the best part of the whole thing is like getting to work on something together and collaborating on something that we enjoy. And it's taken us down like roads of conversation that we would never have gotten to otherwise, you know? And it's just, it, it's something that I appreciate about the, about the podcast. Me too. Speaking of the podcast, you said something about this, sh- your show being about motivation. So mm-hmm. I am a lazy person <laughs> and a podcast is work. You have to do every week and every week. I don't want to do it. <laughs> I'm like, no, this is too much. Like it's my time. I don't want to do it. I have to put in effort, but I just have to remind myself that every week I'm happy with what we did. Yeah. And, uh, that even though like, in the moment before we start, when I'm like, oh, I just want to go sit down and not do anything. That uh, That's just my laziness trying to get me to not do anything. And I have to remind myself, this is something I like doing. It's something I'm happy with yeah. and proud of. So you just got to look inside and, and see what the reaction you're having is actually coming from. Hmm. Like I said, you know, no one wants to write. They want to have written. The work is the hard part, and you're never going to want to do the work. Yeah. Once you start getting stuff together that you're happy with, then you'll see that you can put out a product that is worth at least some work. Right. And I'm sure that before we started the podcast, we, we both were kind of thinking it was going to be more, not to put, not to do an anchor ad right here, but I, we thought it was going to be more work than it actually was. Like, we go into it, you know, it's different than, or at least it's different than what I thought it was going to be. And mm-hmm. the actual recording process has been like the, like, fun easy part even though like we're putting in effort for the episodes sure but that is the fun part and actually listening back to it while editing even though some of it is a bit tedious at times i still enjoy listening back to our episodes because i feel like we do have uh interesting and engaging conversations that i i'm glad we got to have so i'm proud of it as well and i'm and and i'm glad that the work still seems worth it at no point does it feel like we're like phoning it in just to get Mm -hmm. an episode out even like the like funny episodes and like the funny movies we watch that have no feel like they have no substance. We managed to like get like we, we get something out of it somehow. And I've, and I'm glad that we're like able to kind of piece something together from this idea. Yeah. Although I will say our, our episode of Booksmart was more like that, but we both had the reaction right after that. We don't want to do that. Yeah. The, the fact that we just kind of recapped the whole movie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. We like we immediately said, let's do episodes that are different from this. Yeah, let's let, let's not recap um, the movie and just repeat every joke. Because <laughs> if somebody saw the movie, they don't need to listen to us do that. <laughs> yeah, sure. And if they listen to us do that, then they're probably not going to watch the movie. Right. Since I asked what your favorite thing that we've done together is, is there something that you're the most proud of that you've uh, you've written or done uh, individually? I mean, that Christmas gift was pretty surprising 
to me that I was able to put that together and have it actually be decent. I, I will always think that the weakest part of that was the the writing, <laughs> but I was still, you know, I birthed it, you know? Yeah. Uh, so as someone who writes things, it's not like I'm published. It's, it's just all stuff like on my computer. That's like the one thing that I wrote and like it is a thing that exists. And you saw it through, yeah. So I'm pretty proud of that. Definitely. One, I, I think it was the first year I was with Alex for Christmas. I wrote her like a little 10 page script mm-hmm. and I was pretty proud of that too. Hmm. Great. Yeah. I, I, I mean, as far as the ones that I know of, <laughs> they, the Christmas, mm-hmm. uh, the, the Christmas thing would definitely be uh, something to be proud of. And actually, since you brought up the the writing process as well, how, how do you find the differences between like writing with writing with me or writing with Max versus like writing a script on your own that you're you are like the sole uh, editor of? I think it's harder to write on my own, mm-hmm. partially because I can never be sure if what I'm coming up with is good. Okay, yeah. And so, like, I'll think it's good, but then. You know, there's always, you know, five minutes later where you're like, this uh, this is crap. This is, why did I think this was good? I don't know what to do from here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when you're not bouncing it off someone to either, especially someone whose opinion you trust to say, oh, this is this is good. I like that. Or um, to come back with something better, you know, like bouncing ideas off of someone is great for constant improvements. Mm-hmm. When some, you know, you say something and then the other person says, oh, yeah, but what about this way? And then you add something onto it. And then, like, it's just this idea that keeps getting better and snowballing. Definitely. Yeah. There's nothing like that when you're writing by yourself. Yep. You are the arbiter of (laughs) of what gets in. Yeah. Although I will say when I am collaborating with someone, I do have the habit of my initial reaction is that my idea is better. So I need to like take that five seconds and step back and be like, wait, no. Sure. There's still, there's definitely like, I mean, there's definitely a bit of ego that goes into any kind of creative work that you have to like believe that what you are doing is worth showing to the world for sure. But that actually brings me up to something that we've also talked about before is like the idea of killing your darlings. Oh yeah. It's hard to let go of something that you thought was an amazing idea at first, even if like somebody else like comes up with an edit to it or a change or something better. It's really hard to let go of that initial feeling that felt so good when you thought you came up with this amazing thing. I have no problem with doing that. You're much better at it than I am. (laughs) (laughs) I know that I've, cause I've written a lot with Max and I know that I've frustrated him before with being like, what if we just throw all this out and just keep this one aspect of it and change, like change everything else because this part works. Let's just, and, uh, I know that I'm, I've done that to him multiple times. Not that we've done that with the particular project, but I've thrown that idea out many times and I, I know he's never fond of me saying that. Yeah. And I mean, I was right there in his position when we were doing the script together, because I remember you being like, oh, let's just I remember you asking if we could just get rid of one whole section, just completely like revamp (laughs) it or like just retool it. And it was it was so hard for me to be like, but we worked on that. And there's that joke in there that I really liked. (laughs) Can we put this somewhere else? (laughs) But it's like it's so hard to like let go of something that feels like, you know, you put it down on paper. And the way that I write, like when I write poetry or stuff like I'll I'll write stream of consciousness and then I put a period at the end of it and then I save the file and that's it. Like I don't revisit it and edit things. 
And that's just the mm-hmm. way I like to write poetry. And I think I was bringing a lot of that to like writing something like a script that needs to be looked at and needs to be redone and made better. And it can be made better. And But it's so hard that once you put something down on paper that feels like that's staying there and then it gets tossed out <laughs> or, or changed. Yeah. It's definitely something that you have to get used to as like a creative, especially when you're collaborating with somebody else. Yeah. Well, one way of thinking of it is that you're you're not getting rid of anything. You're just trying it in a different way. See, there you go. That's the, the Thomas Edison way of thinking of it. Because your idea still exists, especially if you're writing it on a computer, like that file is still going to exist. Mm-hmm. You just create a new file, do it the other way, and then maybe the other d- way doesn't work. And you get to say, you know what, it worked better the first way. Uh, that's, a, that's a much better way to look at it, <laughs> I think. To be open to change is, is important. Do you have any uh, thoughts, edits on my, uh, my intro to the podcast here or the format of the podcast since we're, uh, we're talking about our collaboration? Well, I'm I'm sitting in it, and I haven't looked at it from the outside yet, yeah. but I, I think it's good right now. Maybe when I listen to a couple of episodes, I'll, I'm sure I'll have ideas and that I won't be shy about telling you. No, about. definitely. I welcome the I welcome the feedback. And I mean, I, I hope that this can can grow and evolve much like imitating art did uh, to get to a point where like I'm, you know, comfortable in a format and better. Right now, I'm kind of just making it up as I go. I also don't want it to be too rigid. Like I want it to be able to like mm-hmm. flow and go into other places. And I want it to feel more like a collaboration than an interview per se, you know, specifically. So that was kind of like the goal of it is to feel like we're working something out together instead of just being, uh, here's a question. Now you answer it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think especially, this one, especially, I feel I, I'm happy with, with our, with our chat and I'm glad that, uh, we were able to kind of like take some paths that I didn't expect. Yeah, me too. I guess if I have one suggestion, it would be to have more guests like Nate and Chanel mm-hmm. and less guests like me. Uh, well, that's 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 just that's just you being humble again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I thanks for sticking around after uh, our imitating art podcast to do uh, this chat. But uh, do you want to tell the people, the fans out there, where they can find you on social media? Yeah, uh, I'm on pretty much all of the socials as Big F and Moose, spelled like it sounds. Awesome. And uh, thank you again for not mentioning the conservative uh, uh, app. (laughs) I was this close. (laughs) I know. I could see it. (laughs) All right. Well, yeah, thanks again for for doing this. Uh, If you want to find me, you can find me at Don't Worry, I'm Finite on Instagram or at Dinos Finite on Twitter. Uh, and of course, my YouTube channel is uh, youtube.com slash don't worry, I'm finite. Um, I'll be putting some uh, all this links, all the links in the description down here. And to sign off, I uh, if you had listened to my uh, teaser episode, you might have heard this already. But uh, you're just gonna introduce yourself again to say I'm Chuck. Don't worry, I'm finite. Uh, hi, I'm Chuck. And don't worry, I'm finite. All right. Thanks again. All right. And to everybody out there, uh, stay creative and we'll see you in the next episode.